Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things you could be doing, probably are doing to some extent. Hopefully it gets gets you through the day a little bit and gives you a little bit of information and helps our country just a little bit. A lot of people starting to get ready for school in different places across the country. Some not quite yet, I know. We'll get back into some of those education podcasts a little bit. That's about it so far. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it. Help it to give them knowledge, a little bit of courage, bless them, be with their families, keep them safe. Help us to do your will each day, Father. Help us to trust you, to know that we don't know what is around the corner the next year or month or week or even day. And just to focus on trusting you and leaning on you and not on our own understanding. Guide our country back to you and be with those who protect us and defend us, keep them safe and bring them home safe to their families. Your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray, and guide my words, please, Father. Amen. John Quincy Adams, been there for the last couple days, probably spend a couple more days there. Uh, these are some writings from London back to. Boston and some of his concern with the teaching going on there. You asked me what Bible I take as the standard of my faith. The Hebrew, the Samaritan, the Old English translation, or what? I answer, the Bible containing the Sermon on the Mount. Any Bible that I can understand. The New Testament I have repeatedly read in the original Greek, in the Latin, in the Geneva Protestant, in Sacy's, I believe is how you pronounce that, but maybe not, Catholic French translations, in Luther's German translation, in the common English Protestant, and in the Dowie Catholic translations. I take any one of them for my standard of faith. 
But the Sermon on the Mount commands me to lay up for myself treasures, not upon earth, but in heaven. My hopes of a future life are all founded upon the gospel of Christ. You think it blasphemous that the omnipotent Creator could be crucified. God is a spirit. The spirit was not crucified. The body of Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. The spirit, whether external or created, was beyond the reach of the cross. You see, my orthodoxy grows on me, and I still unite with you in the doctrine of toleration and benevolence. I'm going to read a little bit into this quote. I, I guess I have to in this podcast most times, uh, but a lot of times it's pretty explicit or implicit enough that the meaning is clear. But there's a couple things here that are kind of interesting from this letter. One, as you can tell, that there's some accusations of blasphemy going on uh, about whether Jesus Christ was actually crucified or not. Uh, and so there's, you know, for those of y'all that are Christian, you know this, for those of y'all that aren't and listen to the podcast, uh, the central tenet, uh, more or less, I'm no theologian, but if if Christ wasn't crucified, if he wasn't killed in our place for our sins and didn't raise from the dead, rise from the dead, uh, then we don't have any hope as Christians. Because the whole point was that he took our place for all the sins that we've committed in our life that we're committing and that we're going to commit. And so if that if that's not true, then we don't have any hope. Um, I'm not sure how this ties in right here exactly, but I've always kind of chuckled at the verse in the New Testament, but it's certainly true. I think it was Paul said, if if only in this life we have hope in Jesus Christ, we above all men are to be pitied. But of course, as John Quincy Adams said, here his, his whole hope of a future life is founded on that gospel of Christ, the teachings and the fact that the, the hope of the future life is the fact that he died for our sins, so we don't have to. And then this last part's pretty interesting too, because I think it ties into the, the true meaning of the First Amendment and the intent that our founders really had. You gotta remember this is early 1800s. And you can see that there's some bickering about what Bible do you use? Well, well, you're not using my Bible, or you're not using the right Bible, or you're using this Bible over here. And John Quincy Adams is trying to say, look, my whole hope, I've read all of these different Bibles, which is phenomenal in and of itself, this control of different languages, which we've talked about before, which is another sad indication of how poor a job we do today, uh, educating our children in general. But he's saying, my whole hope is based on Christ in general. Uh, my orthodoxy for my own faith grows, but I still unite with you in this doctrine of tolerance and benevolence. The original intent of the First Amendment, somebody hit me on this online recently talking about this, but we've forgotten it wasn't to lower Christianity to level with false religions. 
our, our founding generation, not just our leaders, but our people, Christianity was the only religion. God was the only God. They wrote the First Amendment to keep the different denominations from fighting. The Catholics, the Protestants, right? The Lutherans. Uh, we would think of it today, the Baptists and the Methodists, Church of Christ and all of these people to keep them from fighting amongst each other. That was the point of the First Amendment. And I think that's kind of what John Quincy Adams was referring to a little bit. July 4th, 1821. The highest glory of the American Revolution was this. It connected in one indissoluble bond the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. From the day of the Declaration, they, the American people, were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of their gospel, which they nearly all, acknowledge as the rulers or rules of their conduct. <laughs> Lord, we could just stop and talk about this uh, for quite a while. Uh, do a whole podcast or two or three or four, probably just on these two quotes. Uh, but this really sums up the whole point of these podcasts that we've been doing for going into our third year now, uh, a couple months in actually. The highest glory of the American Revolution. So the most important thing, folks, and the thing that we're supposed to be most proud of about our American Revolution, and this from one of our most intellectual, most phenomenal, Almost a prodigy when you go back and look at the fact that he was given a court appointment in Russia at the age of 14. Political leaders. Who, oh, by the by, was arguably the most influential political leader in the fight against slavery. Who, you shouldn't even have to say this today, folks, but if you don't realize it was... Christian and white and male. The second two categories should have nothing to do with anything except that the left today tries to make everything about race and gender. And he's saying the highest glory, the most important thing or the, the greatest thing that we should be most proud of is that it tied civil government with the principles of Christ. Not our private life, not in some closet somewhere hiding, although God does tell us to pray in the closet alone to God because he'll see us there and nobody else will, right? Which is a whole different train of thought. But he said it tied our government to Christ, to the principles of Christ. Again, folks, we don't have to be Christian in order to be American, but we cannot have freedom and liberty and continue to have a republic 
without those principles of Christ. We're going to actually talk about a quote from John Quincy Adams' father about the dangers of democracy and a podcast coming up. And then the second one, he's saying the American people were bound by the laws of God, which all of them agreed that that was true, he said, and by the laws of the gospel, which nearly all of them acknowledged as the rules for their conduct. So he's saying that founding generation, from the day of the Declaration, and even before that, you would argue, the American people said that the rules for how they conducted their lives, not just their private lives, folks, but their public lives, and both are so important. If we don't act, if we don't follow these rules in our private lives, we're not going to follow them in our public lives. And if we don't follow them in our public lives, we're not going to be able to follow them in our private lives. You've got to see that connection. If we don't follow the rules, the laws of God and the laws of the gospel in our private lives, then we're going to be so corrupt and so misguided and following lies instead of the truth that we won't be able to follow them in our public life. But the reverse is also true. If we don't follow these laws in our public life as a nation, politically, then we're going to go down the path of socialism and communism and Nazism and fascism and leftism. And history shows us every single time, folks, without, without exception, there's not one exception, that under all of these evils, eventually, the state becomes God. Now, they look different. The execution is different. The path to getting to the same horrible end is different. But the end is still slaughter, horror, chaos, violence. And so these quotes, probably both of these are, are fall into that category that I say every once in a while, and there's so many of them. Uh, it ought to just be part of a series of quotes that I read every single day so that we have them memorized. You know, I ought to, I ought to, probably ought to do two podcasts a day, one of new material and one of old material, just reading through the quotes every day, same quotes. And just add to it each day. Have a standard podcast. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do something like that. C.S. Lewis said that when you read books, in between every new book, you ought to read an old book that you already read before. Maybe that's what we ought to do. Maybe every other day I ought to post a special podcast that's just a litany of these quotes like that. We'll see. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.